Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Call to Action podcast. Today is Thursday, July 9th, and we have a special guest with us today, head coach of the NIU baseball program, Mike Kunigonis. Coach Kunigonis, how are you doing this morning? Oh, doing great. Doing great. Appreciate you guys having me on and uh, looking forward to a great podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll start by it, it's been what, man? Can't even count the number of months One since month. we've yeah. kind of everything's kind of happened. We're going on five. Yeah. No, four. I think five. We're, going, we're going on five years now. Yeah. It feels like. I just saw a tweet today and it's, uh, it said uh, the Tiger King era of quarantine feels like four years ago. Yeah, 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 it feels like we were watching the, M- the MJ documentary like yeah. years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, Coach, the first thing just you know, clearly is tough time in the spring and still a tough time going on. What have you been doing uh, since kind of everything went down and uh, how have you been trying to stay sane during uh, you know this, this really difficult time that our country's facing? Yeah, that's a couple great questions there. First, you know, once this whole thing hit, and just like everybody else, we were uh, trying to scramble to find, you know, maybe the new normal, right? Especially at that time when everything was so new and, you know, everything went online. And uh, we kind of didn't really skip a beat from the sense of guys' expectations and what the expectations we have from our guys, because, you know, we're still competing in the classroom at that point, right? And, um, still working to make sure the grades were, were staying up there. And now things were obviously a little bit different. A lot of these calls, you know, a lot of the Zoom calls and, um, you know, a lot of conversations with guys on a daily basis, just making sure everybody's, you know, mentally, physically in a good place and just letting everybody know that, hey, listen, we'll get through this thing together. And just because uh, we're looking at each other over, uh, over Zoom doesn't mean that, you know, we're still not here for each other. So, that's kind of how, how we handle things here in Husky Nation. And, you know, the sanity part, oh, that's a great question. You know, uh, you know, a lot of walks. Um, you know, the funny story is you know, I take my dog for a walk almost every morning. And once quarantine hit, those walks went from, you know, two and a half, three miles to five and six. Well, she wasn't ready for that and came up lame like a week in the quarantine. So we had to put her, we had to put her on the DL. She was on the 14-day DL. Uh, she came back. She was healthy for like another three weeks, and then she came up. You know, she jumped out of the car after a squirrel, and then next thing you know, she's on another 14-day DL. Oh. Um, but, you know, in my house, it, it kind of works like Major League Baseball. You're still getting paid. <laughs> So she was still she was still getting her treats and all that stuff. Um, that's kind of you know really a lot of walks. Been playing some golf recently since we've been able to get out and spend a lot of great time with family as as probably everybody is. But you know my father always says you know there's everything in moderation. You know you go from being on the road a lot in our business and recruiting and playing to be in home 24 seven and around your family 24 seven. Sometimes the insanity comes from that too, you know? So mm-hmm. you need to get, need to get a little me time on those walks every once in a while, but uh, it's been pretty good so far. No, I know I heard that you, you know, like to have the, the team over and stuff for, for dinners and games and things like that. How is that, how has this kind of changed that? And, and 
do you feel a difference in that at all or yeah you know we do a lot of stuff with the team guys come over for the holidays you know meals and stuff like that I'm a big cooking guy I love to cook if anybody's seen me I'm, I'm a big guy you don't get as big as I am without enjoying food so um, you know we've done a number of things with the players and you know cooking out and all that type of stuff and yeah, we've definitely missed that, you know, but uh, I'm looking forward to getting back to that in August and, you know, the end of August when the boys are back in town and, you know, going to some football games, doing some team tailgating. And you now we'll do it the safe way and, and the recommended way. But, um, you know, I think the flip side of this thing is we need, you know, humans aren't made to be alone. You know, we're, we're, we're made to be with other human beings and we need human interaction. And, um, you know, so I'm looking forward to having all the guys back and getting them over the house as soon as possible. What, what's the go-to meal? What, what is your, what is your specialty? If you're you know, if you cook for the guys, if you, what, what's the, what's the coach Kunagona special? Well, we've done some different things over the years. You know, we've done the Italian night. Okay. Um, we've done, you know, uh, steak, you know, we've done like the steak and hot dog challenge a couple of years ago for the, for the fall world series. Um, you know, we've done some more, we've done some steaks and we've done, I've done some pulled pork, which I smoked for like 12 hours. Uh, we've done some brisket over the years, you name it, we've probably done it. Uh, you know, so, but I'm a big, I love making, I love making sauce. You know, nice little marinara sauce. I, I got one of those giant, uh, you know, the giant cooking pots, the one that you need a stool to stand on to get over <laughs> the top of it, you know. All right. So I'll make, I usually do that and uh, a lot of pasta. You know, these guys are young guys. They like to eat. It's tough to, it's tough to feed an army, you know. And, and it's, I shouldn't say it's tough. It's expensive to feed an army, <laughs> especially when they're 18 to 22 years old. So there's a lot of pasta involved, carb loading, you know. We got to carb load. Well, I was uh, I was doing a little research on your Twitter uh, this morning, and I saw that uh, you were into the the hot dog eating contest this past weekend. Oh yeah, you know I'll tell you what I got into that long time ago when uh, Kobayashi was winning, right? Uh-huh. And then you know Joey Chestnuts comes out of nowhere, <laughs> and he's never looked back. Um, Is and, it thirteen straight? All all Joe, yeah, it's not thirteen straight. He lost one in the middle okay. there. Yeah. So this is, uh, he had 12, I, I want to say he lost to go 11 times straight. Uh, and then he, you know, now he's won another three straight or whatever. But funny story, how I kind of got into it when I was at Canisius College in Buffalo, New York, uh, the wing festival, the Buffalo wing festival is at Dun was at Duntire Park. And I don't even know if it's still Duntire Park, a AAA team for, I want to say it is, uh, the Blue Jays now, but they've changed hands so many times. Anyways, so the Chicken Wing Festival was there, and I really didn't realize what it was my first time there. And basically what ev- every everybody in the country who thinks they have good wings, every restaurant that thinks they have good wings comes here for the competition. You know, there's a lot of different uh, – there's the hottest wing in the world is there. You know, that's like the best tasting and all these different little – uh, categories. Well, anyways, so we're there. The next thing I know, the guy, the commissioner for the competitive eating challenge gets on the microphone. And if you guys have watched the Nathan's hot dog eating, the guy, 
he's unbelievable. And this is, and I'll never forget it. And his exact words, his exact words were, was, they say that competitive eating is the war between God and Lucifer. And they were right. And the next thing I'm like, who is this guy, right? <laughs> and then I get up there and he's announcing, you know, uh, Badlands Booker and Sonia the, the Black Widow came up there. Uh, and all these other people. I mean, it was it was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life, you know, from the standpoint of I enjoy eating. I love wings. And Sonia actually won uh, the women's division. And I, if anybody knows who uh, Sonia is, she's like 100 pounds soaking wet. And she had all these competitive eating challenges. So moves me on to the Nathan hot dogs. That's what got me got me involved. I'm like, I can't believe this is really a thing. And then July 4th, I mean, what, what would it be without having a hot dog on July 4th and watching those guys on Coney Island? So that's that's uh, the long-winded story of how I got into the competitive eating oh, scene. Oh, it's great. We love it. We love that kind of stuff. What? Uh, so how many hot, hot dogs? I mean, you've had to – if you watch this, you got to have an idea of what you could do, right? So, yeah, I, I have no chance to do what those guys did. A couple yeah. years ago – uh, when I was at Virginia Tech, we took the guys to uh, an Orioles game. And um, and the coaches, we got up into, you know, the quote-unquote all-you-can-eat seats. They have the same thing over there yeah. uh, in Cleveland, right, in which we did last year. Two, yeah, it was last year. And uh, I had like 13 hot dogs. and But that was over the course of a game. Yeah. That wasn't in 10 minutes. <laughs> you know, 10 minutes, I think I'm going to be in trouble. Yeah. Man, I showed uh, I showed my daughter. I tuned in. We were getting ready for July Fourth stuff, and I had her watching. She just stood there like, "What are these guys doing?" I mean, you know, Joey, he's sweating. It's just like it looks painful. It it does. It definitely looks painful. I I get it after a number of years of what they're trying to do, but oh my god, I don't know. I mean, she had hot dogs later in the day, so I guess it didn't scare her off. But um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's it's mesmerizing, but it's pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, it, it is. It is one of those. You know, it's like from Anchorman. You know, you you ate the whole wheel of cheese. I'm, I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, those, I'll tell you what. This year's conditions, though, I knew we were going to have two new world records. All right, it was inside. It was air conditioned. Uh, yeah. It was perfect conditions to break world <laughs> records this year. You know, you can only imagine what it's like trying to shove down 70-plus hot dogs when it's 100 degrees out and the sun's beating down on you, you know? So absolutely, I can't even, I can't even walk to the end of the driveway when it's doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been hot lately. I don't know. You, you mentioned you're talking to us today from uh... – from your, your folks place uh out in, yeah what's the mass yeah what's your mass um and is it hot out there today it's warm today uh it's humid uh you know we don't get the extreme heats in new right. england it gets hot don't get me wrong but a lot of humidity up here yeah um, my, uh, my father's actually from providence so my my yep. family's all I've, I've been in new england many many years my my grandparents live in providence and uh they've since passed so i we don't get up there as much anymore but i got my my uh my stepbrother actually works for the hartford yard goats team uh um, okay there. and so we we still have some new england ties so great area of the country i i love everything new england 
it's fantastic. Yeah, and Providence is awesome. Federal Hill, since we're talking food, you know, maybe one of the best Italian yeah. sections in the country. Um, yep. Unbelievable restaurants and all the delicatesses. And, you know, that Federal Hill is one of those things. It's, you know, it's old school grocery shopping, you know, because you yep. went uh, – this market to go get this and you went to that market to get this and you went to this market to get this and they were all on the same street. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of the good things. And you know, the cool things about new England and in this area is just the history, you know, and um, I was driving through Grafton mass, went to play golf yesterday and just forgot how many colonial houses were, are within literally a mile of my house where I grew up. Yeah. You know, you don't real you don't realize some of those things until you get away from it. You know, yep. and then coming back now, um, you know, I'm like, man, you know, this is colonial days, Revolutionary War and all that type of stuff. You know, you don't get that history in, in a lot of different places in the country. Yeah. And I mean, it goes without saying, I bring New England up a little bit because, I, I mean, I'm just going to go out on a limb that you're a big Pats guy. And I'm guessing all, all the New England teams, but uh, TB, gone. I mean, thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, I'm sad, but, you know, Cam's in town now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about Cam. I'm excited for what he's going to do. And, um, you know, and, and listen, in Belichick, we trust. And I've had some arguments with some of my friends here, and it's, and they say, you know, you're just going to trust what the coach says. I'm like, well, yes, I'm a coach. Of course I'm going to trust what the coach <laughs> says. <laughs> You know, and, and I trust Belichick. I think he, I think the guy is just going to, he's a winner. I mean, he was going to do it there years ago in Cleveland. Unfortunately, I don't mean to bring up the, the tough yeah, time when they hurts. pulled the plug on you guys, but you know, he, he was right there knocking on the door yep. uh, within that year, or the next year, probably going to, or maybe winning the Super Bowl. So, um, yeah. you know, we kind of, we've reaped the benefits from that. Uh, but you guys are in good shape. You know, you got Baker. He's going to grow. And, you know, hopefully they can, you know, get some more uh, W's under their belt and all that stuff. So, but, yeah, Pats, uh, it's tough. It's tough. Like I said, I, I'm here. I trust Belichick. We love Tom Brady. Um, you know, but everything out. happens for a reason. I'll go out on a limb and say that you guys got an upgrade at this point in his career. Yeah, I don't know about – I'm not I'm not anti – I love Cam Newton, obviously now. I'm not – it's kind of tough to – I mean, Tom Brady is maybe the greatest quarterback uh, of all time. I know. Yep, no, I know. know. Um, and the magic he had. I mean, think about that comeback a couple of years ago in the Super Bowl. And, you know, I was hoping we are going to have a little bit more of that magic last year, but it didn't happen. But I'll, I'll go out on a limb and make this bold prediction since you made that one. We'll be in a Super Bowl. We'll win another Super Bowl in the next three years, guaranteed. Wow. Heard it here first, guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll have it taped. We'll have this archived. We'll, we'll, I'll be happy can't to bring that out again. Can't, can't wait for that AFC championship. Yeah. Yep. Browns, Pets. Yeah, Browns, yep. Pats. Let's do it. I'm ready for that. Um, I'm yeah, ready. I, I'm ready to break your guys' heart. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, you know, we. Br I do bring that up because I just, um, in being in New England, I they're they've always been kind of my second with family there that I've just followed all the kind of um, you know whether it's the Pats, the Sox, or um, I, not really the Celtics to be honest, but um, 
but you know, I've always had that growing up, uh, spending so much time out there and how much it means. And I mean, my cousin's like the biggest Pats fan. Like, like I know you, you probably, everyone probably says they're the biggest Pats fan. I think my cousin's is like really the biggest Pats fan. And, uh, it's it's so funny to hear him during like games. He's texting me, and they're like down seven touchdown. I'm like I'm a Browns fan. Like down down a touchdown. What are you talking about? And they go on and win, and we always have our conversations. But yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be different um, seeing Cam back there, not Brady. I mean, it's just it's just gonna be different um, because of so many years and so many great memories. But we'll we'll see what we'll see what time he does down in sunny Florida, right? Yeah, I think you know. Listen, I. I remember like it was yesterday when Bledsoe went down. And listen, I was a Bledsoe guy. Yeah. Um, I love Bledsoe. I mean, he took us to to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, it was that with the tuna there, and then he got out, and uh, Pete Carroll came in, and you know, then then they got rid of Pete after a couple of years. But I was a huge Bledsoe guy, and when he went down, and Tom Brady came in, I was. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I was on the Tom Brady wagon from day one. It took me, it took me that season to get on the wagon and, and I've never obviously jumped off since then because the guy's unbelievable, you know, but there was a time when I was 50, 50 going, you know, my guy being a young kid, I'm like, come on, Bledsoe's my guy. I love Bledsoe. You know, come on, let's go. We got to get him back healthy and shouldn't lose his job because of an injury. You know, I was on that train. Uh, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad he did lose his job. <laughs> and I'm glad we won as many as we have. So, yeah. Well, get, I mean, getting back to sports uh, and professional sports, I guess I know you like taking your team to games and things like that. Is is any of that going to change for you guys? I mean, what are you what are you looking forward to? Kind of just getting back and and seeing how things progress from here. Yeah, you know, we we do do a lot of stuff. Like you said, we have dinner over the house. We've been fortunate enough to go take in a couple of games last year with the Mac tournament. We had an extra day and, um, you know, we ended up going to, to the Indians game and it was funny. It was actually perfect timing because uh, Oakland was in town and Chad Pinder played for me at Virginia Tech. So we got an opportunity to get down on the field and, and coach Stewart played with um, one of the guys on the Indians. I'm, I'm sorry. His, his name is, um, it's escaping me right now, but they got us down on the field for BP and all that stuff. And it was pretty cool to be able to see Chi and those guys and watch those guys take, you know, it's, it, we talk as, as hitting coaches, right? We talk a lot and, and baseball coach in general about how taking BP with a purpose. And, um, and I think as young guys, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take BP with a purpose. And it's like, listen, in the big leagues, this is how they do it. And saying it's one thing, but having an opportunity to actually see it and watching a professional BP, it was, uh, it was amazing. You know, it was, it was awesome. Just those guys are just, it's, it's, they're not getting in there just trying to put on a show. It's just, okay, line drive backside, line drive backside. I'm going to hit a ground ball here, hit a ground ball here. You know, and then all of a sudden they just start going gap to gap. And then their last round, they let it eat. Right. Um, and everybody that comes to Cleveland, all you're trying to do is hit the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that'd be my – I don't know if I could get there with a driver. And some of these guys are, are <laughs> almost hitting it, you know, from home plate there. I think I'd at least – I'd need to tee it up for sure to get there. Um, but, yeah, I'm hoping we'll be able to get back to do some of that stuff. And, you know, we're just like everybody else. We're looking for 
you know, the new normal. We want to do it safe. I'm, I'm looking forward to football season coming in and, and watching the Huskies and Coach Hammock do their thing. I'm excited about our team this year. Um, you know, we may not, maybe, may not be able to do some of the professional stuff like we've done in the past going to some of the pro games, but, you know, maybe we'll be able to you know, do a little bit more with, with the Huskies and do a little bit more supporting of our own teams in town and making sure that the guys are rooting them on as well. So and then hopefully maybe in the spring, we, maybe in the spring things are completely different and we'll be back and uh, try to do something else like that. Yeah, we, we all hope so. I, 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 we're all in the same boat, right? We, we want to get this train back on the tracks uh, as soon as possible. And uh, yep. I don't know, we just got to keep, keep watching. I, I've tended to not watch as much news anymore and just tr try to focus on the positive. There's a lot of negative out yeah, there. That's all you can do. The positive. Yep. I, another thing, speaking of positive and speaking of things that you enjoy doing, um, you guys, you guys tend to not only get together, but you do a lot of community stuff. I know you're big in, in you know, getting your guys to really buy into community efforts and such. Uh, maybe talk about one or two of those top things that you really like to get involved in and, and why, just why you feel it's so important. Yeah, you know, we do, we do a ton of community service. Uh, I, I was lucky enough to work for a guy by the name of Pete Hughes, who's the head coach at K-State now. And when we were at Virginia Tech, he started what was called the 19 Ways Project. Uh, and it was, it was 19 different ways through the course of the year that um, Virginia Tech baseball was going to make a positive influence in the community. So I, I kind of came up with Pete and really putting an emphasis on community service. And, and then uh, with Pat Mason, he did that as well. And then when I came here, I kind of brought the project to NIU. And, and the biggest thing is like, we are extremely, extremely lucky. Um, you know, we have so much to be thankful for. I know we live in a society that, you know, every, you know, you get a hundred dollars and someone's complaining that you don't have 120. It's, we try to get these guys to do as much community uh, service within uh, our own community, just so they can kind of see some of the other things that are going on. Um, you know, we have a weekly thing that I, I, we're probably not going to be able to do for this year. We're going to have to shut it down because of COVID, but we have a weekly uh, every Monday night, we have a, a group of guys that will go to a assisted living facility in town and spend time with the residents there and the older residents there. And um, one of the reasons why I enjoy, I like doing that. And we actually have done this when we go and play at SIU in Carbondale, we go to an assisted living facility down there and we've played there the last four or five years. So we go and see the same people every single year down there. Um, but we've chose to do that with a facility that probably doesn't have as many visitors um, and residents that don't have as many visitors as maybe some of the other facilities in town. And the reason why I want our guys to get in there is because, and I, and I, and I tell them uh, this at the beginning of every year, it's like, listen, if your grandmother or your grandfather was in a facility and you were out of town, wouldn't you want somebody to come and visit and come and say hello? If you knew they weren't getting visitors, um, you know, wouldn't you want somebody to take a, a few hours out of their week to be able to, you know, whatever it is, play checkers, play bingo or whatever and hang out. And, you know, so that's kind of near and dear to our hearts here, just because, again, we're trying to make an impact with, with some of the um, residents that may not have 
as much family in town as, as we would all like. So we do that. We also get involved with Salvation Army and, and some of that stuff in town. And, and then I put it on the guys. Hey, listen, you guys got to come up with some things that are important to you and we'll go out there and do. Uh, a number of years ago, we went down to the south side of Chicago, a really tough neighborhood. And um, we, we were working with the White Sox on this and we built a, uh, a playground at a woman's shelter, a family shelter, uh, just so these kids had a little area. And, you know, when I say a little area, I really mean a little area. It was a postage stamp. And we're, in, we're right in the south side of Chicago where a lot of this terrible stuff that's going on now. And, um, you know, we went in there, that, like, again, to help with the White Sox build this little playground. Um, and there was probably like 15 kids that were living at this, this facility from the age, from being a newborn to uh, – 11 years old and you know once we finished we, we built this thing in a day and seeing these little kids go out there and be able to play on a swing set that wasn't there before and um it kind of just made you light up You're like hey listen it, this is something that's bigger than us and if we can make that big of an impact in one day and, and realize how lucky we are um you know we both kind of it's a mutual gratifying thing you know you do something for somebody else they get what you did for them but you also get the understanding that you help somebody else and uh that definitely warms your heart for sure yeah absolutely that's that's great stuff hey, especially during these times and i know you you mentioned some of those things may not be able to do moving forward we'll have to see um but yeah getting we hear that a lot from coaches but to hear you speak on stuff and and uh, everyone's philosophies on why and, and where they get it from is always really cool to hear. Um, switching gears, but sort of not switching gears, just staying. I, I was told we've done a lot of things with, with one of your guys, uh, a lot of interviews with Cam Smith. And yeah. I, I talked to Cam, and he mentioned that I should bring up Cam's – does he do impersonations of you during, during <laughs> practice and whatnot? He does. He does a great impersonation of Coach Stewart. Of Coach Stewart. Oh, so he just does coaches of, or he does impersonations of, no matter who it is. Yeah, and, and I don't. I haven't. Uh, he probably hasn't done the impersonation of me in front of me yet. I'm sure there's a great. <laughs> I'm sure there's a number of great, you know, New England accents being thrown around in the clubhouse. Uh, but yeah, Cam, Cam's a great kid. He does a lot of impersonations. Uh, he's a big leader on our team. As you guys know, he's a big leader in the Mac and, uh, with, with the student athlete, uh, groups and all that. So he's awesome. And yeah, he does a great one of coach Stewart and sometimes coach Stewart when, you know, at the end of a practice or whatever, and, uh, or after uh, a game, I'll kind of say my piece and then I'll be like, all right, coaches, you have anything? And I'll kind of go down the list. Coach Mackey, you have anything? Coach P, you have anything? And then I'll go to Coach Stu, you have anything? And Coach Stu always pauses because he gives Cam about two seconds to jump in and to say what he wants to say with the Coach Stewart voice, you know? Um, so it's pretty cool, and, and, and he does a great job. And like I said, I'm sure there's some really good accents and impersonations of me. Um, I haven't seen a couple of them yet. This is, it's a smart crew. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> smart crew. <laughs> funny. I mean, it just seems like you guys, and we notice it uh, at, at the tournament, um, 
you know, when we had the tournament in Avon, just you, you seem, your guys seem to over the years, keep it light. And, uh, you know, that's, that's baseball. You know, I, I just, it's one of the things I love about the game is just the uh, camaraderie and the dugout and that, uh, I, I don't know, you see it, it, it's unlike any other sport for that reason. I, I just feel it, maybe you just see it more or because you're looking for it more, but to spend all that time with those guys and, and more games than any other team, you, you got to have some fun stuff along the way that, that kind of keeps you going and keeps you active. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, it's baseball is unlike any other game out there. You're playing, I mean, major leagues playing 162 games, you know, we're playing 56 games. No, nobody even comes close in the NCAA to, to playing as many games as we do. Uh, I, I shouldn't say that track and field, but that's a whole different world. They, those guys are playing and ladies are playing all year round and competing all year round. But yeah, baseball is unique in that, in that aspect. And, you know, we try to, it, it, it's, uh, we try to be real serious and, and stern from the, from, uh, the get go. Right. And it's always easier to kind of let up as you get going and, you know, we've been lucky to have a group of guys that really understands what it means to uh, to be a team, to be a family, to be professional about their work. Um, you know, and as the year goes on and we get into the season, you spend too much time with each other not to, to not have fun and to not see everybody's personalities kind of come out, you know. And um, Cam's a great one. We got a bunch of guys that – you know, we do a little bit of a Husky idol and we got guys that, you know, you have to take the microphone away from them to, to get them to not sing in front of everybody, you know? Uh, it's like, all right, dude, listen, we got every, we got every dog barking, uh, you know, this side of the Mississippi, you know, <laughs> with some of these, with some of these guys' voices, but yeah, we got a good group. We got a good, we got a good crew of guys and try to keep things light and, um, you know, then try. You're serious when you need to be serious, and then you kind of joke when you, when the jokes come up. So, you know, but that's that's what you do, and that's not just us. That's in baseball. You you'll kind of tell the teams that enjoy being around each other the most, usually have the most fun with each other. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, you look in a major league dugout, and um, there's some of those dugouts that just they look like they just absolutely love just hanging out with guys, right? Yeah. And then you see some other dugouts where nobody's sitting near each other. And those guys are playing golf, the, you know, the second day after the season's over because they didn't make the playoffs. So, um, yeah, it's a pretty good group and try to keep things light when we can. Yeah. We, we've awesome. seen that a lot. And I know as a Sox fan, or I'm assuming you're a Red Sox fan, right? Uh, yeah. That you, we've seen that with, you know, Tito coming over to the Indians and how he operated the dugout in Boston. And then we see it here in Cleveland and just – I mean, he's he's the best, right? He's, we we love that guy here. I know Boston uh, or yeah, Red Sox fans love love uh, Terry Francona as well, and and you see kind of the approach that managers bring to the to the clubhouse, and it it clearly goes no matter what team. It's it's really cool to see uh, when they when they bring that atmosphere, and and it shows that it helps. Yeah, yeah, he's great one. Joe Madden's another great one. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the funny thing with Tito is, you know, you went from winning those World Series like they did, and you had those guys, and um, you had Pedro and Big Poppy and Johnny Damon, you know, and um, just that whole crew with Kevin Millar, who was probably, 
one of the biggest band of idiots, as they call themselves, you know, in 04 when they won it. Uh, and then kind of the tail end, right, with Tito didn't have that great of uh, an ending in, in in Boston. But to, to be fair to Tito, because I love Tito, you know, I, I don't blame him at all. You know, you got to have a, you have to have a good team that can handle it and a mature team that can handle it. And unfortunately towards, he took the brunt of a lot of the, you know, the ailings here in Boston. Uh, and in my opinion was, it was on the players, those guys, you know, it, they, they're professionals. They, they should have known where the line was, you know, the whole fried chicken and Budweiser's during the game. Like that's just, you know what I mean? Like, give give it give it to the at least the twenty seventh house. You know, is done. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I think I think at that point he just had a group of guys, and and I blame that on the front office that just they didn't have the leadership, they didn't have some of those guys, and Big Poppy couldn't keep everybody in line. Um, and now you're seeing it with and from the positive side in Cleveland with that young group, and how Tito's done such a fantastic job, right? Yep. Um, with those guys, but you know, just think about think about Joe Madden, right? This guy was the guru of all managers. Okay, he was like the horse whisperer for baseball, and then all of a sudden, he goes from being two years they win a World Series to being the greatest manager of all time to two years later, not knowing how to talk to millennials is, is from whatever they said in the paper. Right. And I remember reading something, whether it's true or not true. And Theo Epstein gave him a book about how to connect with millennials. And I'm like, listen, all right. The only difference between two years ago, those guys went in a world series. And now is the players attitudes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah Joe Madden didn't just all of a sudden forget how to talk to people. You know? <laughs> This guy's the this guy's the one of the greatest communicators ever in professional sports. Yeah, you know, so you know, it, it, it you just you brought up you brought up Tito and Joe, like I said, Joe Madden pops into my head, and you know, sure. those two guys are unreal, and they they run that type of a loose clubhouse, right? Yep. You know, and, and Joe Madden's uh, he's notorious for having what is it? they have different like Halloween stuff when they get on a plane or you know, seventies, this and that. And, yeah. and I'm actually looking forward to that with Cam in town, uh, Cam Newton, that is for the Patriots because he's always looked sharp. You know what I mean? <laughs> he always looks sharp. Yep. So yeah. I can't wait to see some of his suits getting on, getting on that, the Patriots playing. He's going to be wearing a three pointed hat for the Patriots or something. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah it was great. <laughs> he was dressed as a colonial. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Coach, we usually finish these off uh, with a couple of rapid-fire questions. It's kind of the first thing that pops into your mind. Um, I guess since we're talking about the Red Sox, the first one would be, is there a Red Sox player you kind of idolized growing up? Yeah, Rich Gedman, hometown boy. Went to my high school, St. Peter Marin. Nice. Easy one. Yeah. Uh, my, my question, I don't know if it's necessarily rapid fire, but I know another one of your hobbies, uh, and things, things that you like to do is you're a cigar guy. And, oh, yeah. and I, um, that's, that's like my thing that I do with my dad. That's like our bonding time. And, uh, what, uh, I don't know if many people listening will know, but what, what's the go-to, what, what, what's kind of your, not your style, but do you, 
tend to try out different cigars. My dad and I always talk about this and we found one that like we like, right? So we tend to stick with it. Do you tend to stick with a certain brand or style or do you, are you, Hey, I just like a cigar. I mix it up. I, but if I had to pick one, if I had to pick one that was my go-to cigar, I'm saying, uh, you know, Alec Bradley, the American, uh, 60, 60, the big giant Gordo. Yeah. Uh, I like the big cigars. Um, and, and it's, I, when I play golf, I probably smoke like five cigars. I'm like a chimney. I don't stop, <laughs> you know? And, uh, yeah, I love cigars, but now I'll tell you what, I just, I just found these things called, uh, Kentucky Cherits and, um, they're like old school Clint Eastwood cigars. Huh. And I absolutely love them. Okay. Love them. Just those skinny ones that look like a stick. And, uh, yeah, those, those are pretty good. And anything, Alec Bradley does a fan, fantastic job. And, you know, there's a lot of different ones out there, as you know, and you got the famous, you know, the Macanudos and, um, but if I had to pick one, I say Alec Bradley, American Gordo. All right. Our, ours is typically, we, we've stuck with the Monte Cristo, which is obviously a, a huge brand yeah. cigar. And I like the whites. White. That's, that is white label. Yeah, white like label. The we, yeah. uh, my dad's big. I, I don't have one personally, but you know, he's, he's got the humidor. He's got the little bat. He's got, uh, he's got all the fixings. Right. So, uh, but it's good, especially that's kind of been um, through this downtime and going to see family, you know, when the kids go to sleep and all that, we break it out. And that's a, it's a great bonding thing. And uh, when you talk golf, um, I, I used to smoke cigars while I golf, but I, it, I got too much going on. You know, I, I'm shanking the ball into that. I, I play with, you know, Jeff Bacon a lot from our staff and Kyle Klein, and we're out there having a good time. So I've changed my, my, thought process of i just play the round and then after i'll relax with one so it's just too much to <laughs> yeah, worry about out there it's funny you say that because i got the yips all of a sudden i think i got the virus from the way over from chicago on my way over here because i was playing pretty solid before i left and uh myself and coach hammock we were having some pretty good some pretty good rounds and played with a couple other guys and then i got here and I've been terrible. I mean, terrible. I, I've, it's, I swear to God, I need a 14 day quarantine from golf to get rid of the, the yips that I have. <laughs> it's, it's, it, that's how it works, right? You can be yeah. playing great. That's why it's such a crazy game. Crazy game. But the diff, the difference between you and me is I still enjoy the five cigars that I had. During yeah, the round. I, I say that right now, but there will be, I have the little attachment that you put on the golf cart. Yeah. That, Hold it, you know, I, I'm I'm into it, but we played around a couple weeks ago and uh, I, I enjoyed it afterwards and it was it was good. I was able to enjoy a little more because I'm not pissed about my last shot or what I'm doing and uh you know, <laughs> enjoy it. But yeah, it's uh, it's a crazy, crazy game. Yes, it is. I, I then our final rapid fire question for you, coach, is uh if you had to cook one meal for Gordon Ramsay. And it was it had to be your best meal. Oh. What are you What are you cooking? I'm probably gonna cook them. Uh, I'm not gonna cook the risotto because that guy goes berserk over the risotto, <laughs> but it doesn't get done right if you ever watch any of his shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I just love when he yells "Ganesh, Ganesh," <laughs> you know, and then he throws it back at him. But I'm gonna go with the ribeye steak 
from Bowden's Meat Market, which if you're ever in DeKalb, you got to go to Bowden's Meat Market. Uh, and then as a side, I'm probably, uh, you know, I'm probably going to go with a cauliflower puree because wow. uh, I, I, I kill the cauliflower puree. Um, I think that's what I'm going with. Yep. That's mm -hmm. it. Wow. I mean, sounds good. It's, it's going to be lunchtime, I guess, a little bit soon. So now I'm getting a little hungry. I, I think personally you should go with risotto. I mean, hey. If if you think it's if you think it's up there, you gotta you gotta give it. But it's oh, you I don't think I don't think you can ever serve Gordon Ramsay risotto. That guy <laughs> he picks it apart, man. He picks it apart. Yeah. Nobody ever can cook a perfect risotto for him. I, I have I have one final question. I know Eric said final, but this came up to me when you said you play with Coach Hammock. The what would be the best or or uh, name your your um, out of all the coaches at NIU, what is what is the best golf foursome you could put together of NIU coaches? Uh, I, mean, you gotta, I haven't played with John, the men's golf coach, but Kim Kester is. Yeah, she's I mean, awesome. if if I'm, we're playing best ball, I like uh, I like myself. Uh, I like Coach Hammock. Uh, I'm gonna go with Evan Klepek from our equipment staff and then I'm going to go with coach Kester because right. she and if, if we're 50 uh, if she's 75 yards in it's just it's it's a chip in one putt well, and then awesome. we're three big we're three big boys that can hit the ball a long way so one of us has got to have a good drive <laughs> I'll have to bring that up to coach Hammock about uh, his golf game next time we we're talking but uh, well hey coach this was awesome uh, this was great to you know bring a little lighthearted fun to to kind of uh you off the field for so people can get to know you off the field and and talk about this very these various topics just uh always good to to talk with you and have some fun conversation for sure and and we appreciate having you on oh you guys as well stay safe out there all right absolutely you That's take right. care all right take care We want to thank uh, NIU head baseball coach Mike Cunagonis for that awesome interview, Jeremy. I thought he was fantastic. That was awesome. It, yeah. uh, I, I want to play golf. I want to have a good meal, and I want a cigar now. Yeah, I mean, sounds like the perfect that, What more do you need? Nothing. <laughs> sounds like the perfect day to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, it was great to hear from him. Yeah, but we are going to transition a, a little bit. We have a, a great segment with a, a couple up-and-coming podcasters. Uh, like ourselves, I guess you would say, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, with uh, S uh, Sam and Zach from the uh, Mac Bandwagon podcast. Yep. Uh, so we talked to them about getting started in the podcast game and what we can expect from their podcast uh, going forward. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you guys will really enjoy this. Just another thing for people to listen to uh, this upcoming season and, and seasons yep. after, uh, just another avenue for people to get their Mac fix. Absolutely. So we hope you enjoy this, uh, this interview with Sam and Zach. <laughs> All right. Next up on the call to Maction podcast, we want to bring on a couple guys who, uh, they, they want to, they want to get in the podcast game and talk a little Maction and, uh, they, they've started their own podcast called the Mid-American Bandwagon Podcast. 
there are friends over at Hustle Bell, and we have uh, Sam and, and Zach with us today. Guys, welcome to our show. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How, how are you guys doing? Yeah, we're doing good. Hey, we're, we're hanging in there. Another <laughs> day without sports, although it would be, you know, it's normally the summer, but it's tough. We're, we're getting by as, as, as uh, good as we can, and hopefully we get some positive news here about the upcoming season uh, coming soon. But I, I guess I, I want to get right into it with you guys. Like I said, you, you guys started the Mid-American Bandwagon, Bandwagon Podcast uh, last week, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, first, I, I want to start, and, and Zach, you can go first. Give, give us a little bit of background about each of you guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. So um, I, uh, first of all, thank you for having us again. We really appreciate it. I, I've been a Mac uh, fan for a long time, a college football fan in general for a long time. So um, I, I grew up and, uh, and now I live in, actually in, uh, in, in Pittsburgh or outside of Pittsburgh. So only a couple hours from, you know, Kent State and Akron and Ohio U and some of the other, uh, you know, Mac schools. So grew up around Mac football, really have always loved uh, the Mac and especially, you know, you go back 10 years when I was in high school and Maction started and, uh, you know, I've, you know, the more football, the better for me. So when I can watch a Mac game on a Tuesday or a Wednesday night, was, uh, you know, I, I was all in at that point. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm in the Pittsburgh area. Um, been a fan of, uh, of the Mac for a long time. Uh, when I was a little kid, I randomly, for whatever reason, I picked Ball State as one of my favorite teams on NCAA football, like 98 or whatever it was. Um, back on PlayStation One, so been a fan for a long time, and uh, excited to uh, you know be involved with the Hustle Belt. Now excited to be here on the show with you guys today. Great. Uh, yeah, I would I would say my path's a little bit different. I was mostly a kind of Power Five uh, fan growing up. My dad's an IU alum, so I kind of had that connection to the Big Ten. But the thing that changed for me is I got accepted to the Ball State about two years ago. Now I'm. A going into the Ball State soft going into my second year at Ball State and I've just like totally embraced the Maction spirit my family on the other hand isn't too big of a fan of kind of Maction the Max Sports but I'm trying to get them on board slowly and surely but yeah I'm just trying to get through these two years trying to have as much fun as I can riding this Maction wave if you want to call it and then just keep rooting on from there. Yeah, so I mean, I guess our, my first question is, was what made you guys kind of want to get this thing going and, and, and start this podcast? What kind of gave you the inspiration to, to go ahead and finally follow through with it? So I'll, I'll go first. I'll let you uh, after, Zach. Um, so basically what I, I wanted to do, I saw you guys do a similar thing with your call to action thing, and I, I'm really big into podcasts. I have several other podcasts I co-host on. And I just love everything about Max and I love talking about Max sports. And it's just with me joining Hustle Bell earlier this year, it was just an opportunity to get my interest in Max sports out to the public. Cool. Yeah. And, and um, I, I would piggyback off of that a little bit. I, I feel like the Mac as a conference, um, you know, I, I, I wish the conference had more of a platform. I wish it got more coverage nationally that's actually how i a couple years ago you know i i stumbled upon the the hustle belt website and i loved it because there wasn't a lot out there um there wasn't a lot of content out there focused specifically on the mac and i think i mean it's such a great conference i feel like 
every year something unpredictable happens in the MAC, both in football and in basketball. There's always teams that come out of nowhere, players that come out of nowhere, great stories of players that go on to the pros from the MAC schools. Um, and I just think the, the conference as a whole uh, probably doesn't get the appreciation or the recognition nationally. So to be able to do something like this, um, to you know, give another outlet to, to cover the MAC, um, I, I thought it was something that, that, that was needed and, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Yeah, that, that stuff's great. And that's why we started this podcast. Uh, we we uh, joked before we came on here. It's not a joke, though. We we have ourselves, you know, Hustle Belt is, has provided coverage to our conference for years now. And um, they've been an outlet that have covered all of our schools. And I think it's no secret that um, media staffs uh, of newspapers and such are shrinking. And to have a blog that is specific and covers our conference, you know, all we have is us. And, and it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's great to see an influx of, of new people every year, of new writers, of new people taking on new things, like whether it's blogging, whether it's podcasting, uh, to, to help cover this league. And that's what we need moving forward. That's why we, we felt it was really important to have you guys on. Um, the, the next question, I guess, for you, and Zach, I'll lead it off with you, is we know you guys have only posted like a test episode like everyone does, but take us through kind of the show, the structure, what you know about it, or maybe you guys are still kind of working that out, but just what people will expect when they tune into your show. So yeah, uh, sure. I'll let you oh, go. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll just real quick. I mean, I can tell you the, these, um, these first couple episodes, kind of these preseason episodes as, as we approach um, what will hopefully be the 2020 football season in September. Um, you know, talking just some, some various previews. We're talking about some um, offensive players to watch, defensive players to watch, some potential um, games this fall where MAC teams might be able to go into some Power 5 uh, stadiums and, and pull an upset, stuff of that nature. Um, a lot of our coverage is going to be tied to stuff that's, you know, coming out on the Hustle Bell website as well for, um, you know, preseason all-MAC teams and stuff like that. Um, but then obviously, once I think we get into the season a little bit, do a little bit more of, of, of game previews, game recaps, predictions, um, trends and news that happens throughout the season. We'll have some recurring segments as well. Um, but as we kind of find our footing here, like I said, we'll do some couple preview episodes here, uh, season preview episodes, I should say, over the next uh, four to six weeks. And then hopefully that'll get us uh, get the ball rolling for once the season kicks off. Yeah, he he mentioned some of our segments, but we're also trying to have it a little bit more interactive with the fans because I've noticed, and both me and Zach have noticed, that the Maxion community and the Hustle Belt community is really kind of passionate towards Max Sports, so we want to involve them a little bit more. So we're going to be involving them through Twitter, through polls, through brackets. We're just trying to do that, and we're going to come up with a few different kind of fun segments like an idea we had is um, bandwagon bets where we talk about locks of the week potentially. So we're just trying different things to not only be informative, but just kind of entertaining as well. Do you guys have a plan on having guests? And I guess if so, who would be some of your dream guests to have on? Outside Zach. of Eric, outside of yeah. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I think we do. Um, we definitely plan on having some having guests once once we get our feet underneath us here. I think we're going to probably do a couple more episodes here just to make sure that we're comfortable um, before we start doing that. But absolutely, I think. Oh man, that that's a tough question. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go way way back, kind of way obscure here. So when uh, 
I mentioned when I was a, a younger kid, I, I randomly, I chose Ball State as, as my favorite MAC team. And I remember when I was in like fourth or fifth grade, I remember Ball State, uh, their men's basketball team was in the Maui Invitational and they knocked off, uh, they knocked off Kansas and UCLA on back-to-back -back nights. And then they lost, I think they lost to Duke in the finals. But anyway, um, they had a point guard on that team named Patrick Jackson, uh, who was incredible. And um, again, I know I'm going way back and kind of obscure here, but uh, ever since I watched Patrick Jackson beat UCLA and Duke in Maui, uh, I always remembered him. And uh, it would be cool to, cool to talk to him about that. So I know that's going kind of off the books a little right. bit, but that, if, I, if I could pick one, that, that might be it. That's a, that's a great answer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think for me, it's going to be a lot more recent than what Zach <laughs> mentioned. I, since I'm a Ball State fan, I watched a couple years ago, my brother went to Notre Dame, how uh, Taylor Persons beat him on the uh, beat Notre Dame on that buzzer beater. And also, I, I remember the Maction Instagram posting about him uh, having a buzzer beater against Bowling Green as well. So I just want to, I, I think it would be cool to have Taylor Persons on just to kind of see kind of what his mindset was going into each buzzer beater because it seems like he has a clutch of gene these days. That's great. I think, he, I, I think he had three that year. I think he had one against Valpo too, like the, the week before that. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, he was, he was clutch for sure. Uh, the other question, kind of off that, but you guys obviously are in the podcast. Um, you know, you're in this because you – I'm assuming that you like listening to podcasts. So mm -hmm. I just was curious of what kind of some of your favorites are, what you take from, what you what you like to tune into, um, again, on a day-to-day -day basis. Sam, we'll, we'll start with you on this one. Mm -hmm. So I'm more – I do like listening to sports podcasts, but I'm more of a comedy guy. I like listening to things that just bring me laughter, bring me entertainment on a daily basis. So one, one person I do listen to is the Pat McAfee Show. I think he does a nice job of – mixing the two kind of what I'm envisioning in a podcast where yeah you're gonna be informed in sports and you're gonna like learn a lot with his interviews and whatnot but also have that fun entertainment segments that he does throughout the show yeah I would agree with that I'm also a big Pat McAfee fan um I like the I also I'm a big fan of uh the, the solid verbal college football podcast um, I'm also like, I mean, even outside of sports, I'm a big fan. I, I, I like the Joe Rogan podcast a lot. I know that's almost like a stereotypical answer to that question, in, in point, point, but I like that a lot. Um, and, uh, a lot of, you know, I listen to the, um, you know, NFL network podcast, stuff like that for, for my pro football stuff. Um, a lot of, a lot of football and, and also along with, 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 uh, Samson, a lot of kind of comedy and, you know, current events type stuff. I try to spread it around. I spent a lot of time uh, listening to podcasts. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I guess finally, I, I kind of want to uh, let you guys have a, a few seconds to kind of talk up your podcast and why <laughs> people should kind of go listen to it and ultimately where they can find it, you know, when you guys are posting and stuff like that. So if you want to let the people know, let them know now. Uh, yeah, sure. So um, you can, uh, so let me say, first of all, you can follow us on, uh, on Twitter at, uh, at Mac bandwagon podcast. I think it's Mac underscore bandwagon podcast. So our, the, the link to, um, our, uh, our actual landing page where they can find the, um, our recordings is on there. It'll also be on the, the hustle bell website. Um, and it'll also be distributed on the, on the Spotify and, and a lot of the other, um, podcasting platforms. 
But yeah, I mean, it's, it's just going to be me and Sam um, discussing all things Mac. So if you're a fan of Mac football, Mac basketball, if you attend one of the schools or an alumni of one of the schools, um, tune in. You know, it's going to be interactive. Like Sam said, we post, uh, you know, questions on Twitter uh, and kind of, you know, build, um, build segments out of those responses. We want to hear uh, from, from our fellow Mac fans. And um, we're really just, we're really looking forward to it, engaging with the Mac community and the fan bases. And uh, we think this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, really looking forward to it, especially as, as the season gets a little bit closer and we get the ball rolling with, with game coverage and stuff like that. We think it's going to be a great time. Yeah, and um, you can, and we will be posting episodes every Friday. And I think I would just reiterate what Zach said. It's going to be a lot of interactive things, a lot of entertaining stuff. It's going to be a lot more things outside of the box. So it's not just going to be your normal uh, can't stay be Akron by this score. It's going to be a lot more just different segments we're trying to fit in, a lot more just entertaining um, Mac sports because what we're about is building a community that's invested in what we're doing as well as we want to be invested in our podcast. It's great. And, and you guys outside the Hustle Bell page and you mentioned the Twitter. Now, will this be on Apple, Spotify? You guys working to get to that level? I mean, what, what's, uh, I know that's, we went through it too. It's kind of a process mm -hmm. that you have to go through, but uh, yeah, if outside of that, or is, is this going to be everywhere? I'll let you guys so it, it should be everywhere. We use this thing, I don't know if you guys use, called Anchor, where it distributes. It's a free software where you can distribute. So they distribute it to Apple, and then they have so many days to approve it or whatever if they like it on their site. And then I'm also going to try to get it on iHeartRadio. You have to do that through a separate process. But, yeah, it should be everywhere within the next couple weeks. Awesome. Well, hey, uh, Sam, Zach, uh, again, uh, we wanted to take some time for you guys to come on, talk about the cool new thing that you guys are doing. Um, like, like Zach mentioned, be sure to check out their podcast. The, the Twitter page is Mac underscore bandwagon. Uh, you can jump on there, see all the cool things uh, that they're going to start doing. Uh, as they mentioned, really interactive. And, and uh, again, thank you guys for um, you know, covering the Mac and, and for putting your kind of stamp on things, it, it should be cool. I think as I hear this, our, our two shows are going to be different and that's cool. And it's, uh, it's good that there's, uh, another, maybe there's another Mac podcast out there. I have no <laughs> idea. I know our schools have some, I know our schools have some, but you know, to cover the entire league, it's kind of like, mm -hmm. is this, this is the four of us right now. And, yeah, uh, yeah. it's cool to see that grow. Uh, and, and again, it's, uh, we, we will be taking things of, you know, getting in depth with our coaches, student athletes, mm -hmm. and uh, with you guys getting the fan perspective and being interactive, it's a, it's a nice mesh and, and really cool to hear that. So uh, again, Sam and Zach, we want to thank you again for, for jumping on with us and best of luck to you guys. Thank you guys. Yeah, we really appreciate you guys having us. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Return of the man.